Hello and welcome everybody to the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. Such a joy to join you today, no matter where this day or evening may find you. I'm so glad that you've tuned in to our podcast here to get into um, Scripture for just a little bit and uh, learn some good Scripture reading habits and just get a little insight and we'll all be built up. I um, do this podcast to help others, I hope, by God's grace, but it never fails to help me as well. So I hope you guys know that. I appreciate you all being along for the ride. It's just a blessing to me to know that you're listening and um, that we get to share God's word together. And that's what I'm looking forward to doing with you today. Um, We've got a really interesting scripture of the day today. It's from 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Um, Probably maybe a verse you've heard before, but... um, Maybe not, and it's very practical and instructive and interesting, and it's about money, so you know you want to hear it. So it's uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7, and it says, Each one, this is the Apostle Paul talking to church, uh, church that he helped plant in Corinth, Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, For God loves a cheerful giver. And that's the part I'm guessing you probably have heard. God loves a cheerful giver. People say that a lot. At least in my experience, they do. Um, I love these verses. They're very um, counter-cultural, I think, to America, to, to the America I grew up in. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. It's hard for me to think of many times um, where I have not given um, reluctantly or (laughs) under compulsion, or in other words, because somebody was like weighing on me to do it or trying to get me to do it. So I don't know. This I think these are verses that if we are honest in our culture, do this is one of those juicy parts of the Bible where if we're going to be honest, we'll say, I don't know that this makes a lot of sense to me, <laughs> you know, like will people give just because they want to, because they've decided in their heart to. And I mean, don't, you know, isn't all giving kind of reluctant, like, Oh man, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to. And mainly because I'm being compelled to under compulsion. I don't know. Those are just my thoughts. You might disagree with me, but that just hit me right off the bat. And that's, and then the two bookends, you know, so the center of the verse is not reluctantly or under compulsion. And then the first bookend then is we are giving, each one must give as he has decided in his heart. And then why, the why is the last part, which is because God loves a cheerful giver. So there's something about God that he loves when someone cheerfully gives. <laughs> Isn't that wild? So so much here. I mean, it's a beautiful thing, great way for the Bible to challenge and change our our view, my view on giving and money. And so, you know, I'm praying to God that he will change my heart and mind as I read this and apply his word as he has been and get me out of my way of thinking. But And I'd pray the same for you if you need it. But one thing we need to do now for... Um, context wise is let's make sure he is talking about money. I'm pretty sure he is. And, but let's make sure. So let's go up just a little bit. We'll go to verse one. It says, now it is superfluous for me to write to you about the ministry for the saints, for I know your readiness 
of which I boast about you to people of Macedonia, saying that Achaia has been ready since last year, and your zeal has stirred up most of them. But I am sending the brothers so that our boasting about you may not prove empty in this matter, so that you may be ready, as I said you would be. Otherwise, if some Macedonians come with me and find that you are not ready, we would be humiliated to say nothing of you for being so confident. So I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to go on ahead to you and arrange in advance the gift you have promised so that it may be ready as a willing gift and not as an exaction. So there you go. Um, Paul's talking about a collection that was being taken up to help the poor, and uh, he's sending out some people to get it, and he's already been boasting these other churches that the Corinthians are getting a gift together to give, and so he sends some people ahead of time to get the gift and make sure everything's kosher. So, um, and and he you know gives the principle here in action where it says he sent it so the gift you have promised so that it may be ready as a willing gift. In other words, you guys were happy to give it. You all got it together. You're offering it. You're cheerful. Not as an exaction like, oh, no, Paul's here. I guess we better give him what we said. <laughs> and then he goes on to say, the point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So look at how zeroing out to the context has already given us so much more um, reason or power or motivation or conviction to follow these verses. Like, in other words, if you're like me and you're like, man, I'm not normally an, a cheerful giver. We've been given a lot of reason to already by just coming out. Like, so for instance, um, in verse six, the Bible is just promising us that when we are cheerful, generous towards God, he'll be cheerful, generous towards us. And those of you out here who have experience God's faithfulness you know it's not always in like you give God 10 bucks he'll give you a hundred it's like God has taken care of my family for sure and we have given even when it was not easy to give and God has taken care of us if not always in dollars and cents it's been in you know friends and people who are there to take care of us and dollars and cents sometimes to be honest with you God has provided all that we have so um, the idea is that you know we give to God not because God is poor or greedy or needs it, but because it's good for us, you know, to say, this is what God has done for me. I cheerfully give so that others can benefit. And whoever does that, you know, to a generous amount will reap generously. I mean, there you go. So anyway, there's a promise that helps to turn your heart towards it. And then also we get another promise in eight, which is that God uh, well, there's a promise in eight, but first of all, in seven is that God loves a cheerful giver. So we're kind of inspiring this, you know, God can be pleased with people, you know, he can be both pleased and displeased with us, with what we do. Uh, sometimes we lose sight of that, that because we know God loves us and that's true. He loves you and you don't have to earn his love and he loved you to the measure of the cross. So it's not about getting him to love you more, but sometimes we lose track of the fact because you can't bribe God to love you more, we lose track of the fact that you can please God, that you can work for him or do things that please him and he's happy with you. And you can also displease or grieve God. And we need to keep that in mind. But anyway, this cheerful giving apparently is something that God loves. And I want to do things that God loves. <laughs> you probably do too. If you are tuning into a podcast like the Crosspoint Scripture podcast, like I want God to be happy with me. And then verse 8 gives us even more reason 
for these verses to live in our hearts and it's and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times you may abound in every good work as it is written he has distributed freely he has given to the poor the righteous endures forever he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness you will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. I mean, it just keeps going, man. This, this is rich stuff here. So I wish I could keep going and going, but, um, and if you want to go back, you should go look at second Corinthians chapter nine, because this entire is a rich chapter on, um, God's attitude towards us when we give freely and cheerfully and so on like this. And there's just tons in here of reward and reminders as to why we would do that. But I think what's great is this verse of the day, if taken by itself, could just sound like a legalistic command, like give, and not only should you give, but you better be happy about it, which is not the point of the verse. Um, the point is, the this point is, it's a part of a chapter where God is showing how God is making us into cheerful givers, I guess. Right? It's like how God is transforming us and changing the way we are and making us cheerful givers. So it's just this beautiful thing and, and really a master class on how the Bible works. You know, you hear one of the saddest things I hear is people saying, I don't read the Bible because it's a book of rules. And yet there are rules in it, but you can see that someone completely misunderstands the Bible when they think what it is is a book of rules that you check the rule in the book to make sure you're doing the right thing when really the book is about God and about he, how he is able and how he's been working to transform us into the type of people um, who live according to God's law. But anyway, that goes beyond what we can do here. Can we see um, Jesus in these verses? I'm sure there's lots of ways we can. What's interesting or strikes me here is when Jesus was going to give his life for us, when he was going to lay down his life for us, you know, Peter tried to talk him out of it. Uh, the, not to mention the people that he was going to die for were people who were rejecting him and angry at him and falsely accusing him. And, you know, it says he came to his own people. His own people did not receive him. And yet uh, Jesus is always making sure that though the cross was something, I don't want to say fearful, he was not into it. You know what I mean? The the suffering, he understood it. He was not happy to suffer um, he dreaded it. He, the, you know, praying in the garden of Gethsemane, he's sweating, even drops of blood praying to God that if this cup could pass from him, then, then it would. But, but nonetheless, he made sure the disciples and everyone else knew that he was, he was willingly dang, laying down his life. That's what I'm trying to get at is that and to Pilate, he said, I lay my own life down and I will take it up again. So in other words, Jesus, even when, as it came to his life, his own blood was a cheerful giver and that pleased God. And you can see that God was faithful to his word in Jesus's life, where he always supplied Jesus with everything he needed so that his righteousness would abound to others. Uh, because Jesus was willing to give, God always supplied everything in every way. Jesus had the words and the strength and the life and the miracles and everything. He had everything he needed because he was always giving it out to people. And I'm very challenged by that. I'm always 
wondering why I feel like I don't have enough and why I'm not enough and how come I can't offer enough to people or feel like I'm enough for myself or for anyone else. And I think a lot of it is because I'm too focused on myself. You know, I'm too worried about me and whether I have enough. And whereas sometimes in my life, I catch a glimpse where I'm just willing to give and I'm reaching out and trying to do what, what I think would please God. I just kind of notice out of the corner of my eye, so to speak, that there's always enough then. I mean, I always have what I need to help people at that time. It's just strange. It's, it's faith. It's what these verses are talking about. So, all right, beautiful verses. Um, I hope they've helped you. They've helped me. Second Corinthians chapter nine, uh, verse seven was our verse for today. And I hope you've enjoyed it. We'll see you next time.